Welcome to Bible Thinker, the program dedicated to thinking biblically about everything. I'm Pastor Mike Winger, and today I'm talking about a purposeful, targeted manipulation of the public through mass media. My goal is to show how mass media has used proven advertising techniques to systematically mess with the psychology of the public to get them to endorse homosexual behavior and vilify anyone who doesn't. Yes, I sound a bit nutty, but allow me to explain, because understanding how the manipulation takes place will allow us to rise above it. This is part four of a seven-part series on homosexuality. Each part in this series deals with very different issues, ranging from theology to science to philosophy to psychology. I recommend checking out the whole series. Now, you might ask, how did things get this way? How did it come to a point in our culture where people are so radically confused about this issue? Where even now, some of you, you think homosexual acts are wrong, but you feel bad about it. Like you think it's wrong, but you secretly feel like you're doing something wrong, even by thinking it's wrong. How did that happen? Well, in one recent Netflix art, um, uh, expose about the, the gay rights movement, um, they interviewed one particular leader, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he talks about how they got the culture to change on this issue of homosexuality, because it's been a total culture flip in a very short period of time. And his statement is, we sold it like cereal. We used advertising, we used pictures, we used propaganda, and we sold it just the same way they sell like Kellogg's cereal, and they put like a you know sports figure on the cover or whatever. That's how we did it. There's actually a book from the 90s. It's called After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s. This book, I would have bought it, but it was over $300 on Amazon. <laughs> because it's, a very, it's quite a collectible book for obvious reasons. What it does is it outlines a three-step plan to change American public opinion using tactics of manipulation and advertising, primarily in the media. What they do is their three steps are, one, desensitize, two, jamming, and three, conversion. So the first step, desensitize, they, they liken the, the people's disapproval of homosexual behavior as like having a bad smell in the room. Yes, not that homosexual behavior smells bad, that's not their point. They're total you know, pro-gay advocates. What they're saying here is, what we'll do is we'll desensitize them by constantly exposing them to homosexual um, activities that they'll just be so inundated by it that eventually they'll just mellow out and it won't bother them anymore. That'll be the concept. So let me quote. Just like a smell, after a while it goes away, which some of you are very grateful that that happens because of your kids. So their goal, and I quote from the, this book, is we can extract the following principle for our campaign to desensitize straights to gays and gayness. Inundate them in a continuous flood of gay-related advertising. Presenting in the least offensive fashion possible, uh, presented in the least offensive fashion possible. If straights can't shut off the shower, they may at least eventually get used to being wet. And so that we'll simply get accustomed to it. It'll be, there'll be a gay character in every movie, there'll be gay references frequently, and it'll be, it'll be not in a derogatory fashion, but just kind of like in an accepted style. And so hopefully they'll be desensitized. But then they go on to say, but that is not enough of a goal. The next step is jamming, what they call jamming. And this has to do with making anyone who's opposed to homoerotic behavior into a bad guy the same way that Hollywood makes bad guys. I think a good illustration of this is Star Wars. Um, are you a Star Wars fan? Anybody a Star Wars fan in here? 
I'm a Star Wars fan, but I have to admit, Luke Skywalker is a sniveling, lousy hero. He's a constant complainer. I mean, like his most common, I think, quote in the movie is him doing something like, I mean, it's just, he's a crybaby. And he's like, oh, I was gonna go do this. And he's, that's, he's, there's nothing to look at this guy and enjoy, you know? I think in one movie he comes off and he, like when he's rescuing Han, you know, from, uh, from the, the, the carbon freeze thing he went through, he comes off pretty cool for like 10 minutes and then he's back to just being a, like a whiny, like, no, that's impossible, you know, that kind of thing. Well, because his hand got cut off. Well, um, Hollywood though, what did they do? How did they make you cheer for Luke Skywalker? Well, the opening scene of Darth Vader is him like force choking some guy to death for making a mistake. So by default, Luke is the hero. And we, do, we see this all the time. The introduction to a, of, of a bad guy in a movie is typically them overreacting and killing one of their own, you know, or something. And it's like, oh, now I know who the bad guy is. And no matter how bad the other guy is, by default, he's the good guy. You know, and they sell us on certain things. Well, what they're going to do, the strategy of jamming is to over-exaggerate and vilify every representation of, any, of anybody who disagrees with homosexual behavior to make them all look like villains, like bad guys. Let me read to you from the book. It says, the goal is this, propagandistic advertisement can depict homophobics and homo-hating bigots as crude loudmouths and blank holes who are not Christian. So that, just depict them all as in a really bad way. In fact, it, it's even in the text. They're all, everyone who disagrees with us is a, is a homophobic and a homo-hating bigot. They're not just people who think it's a sin. It can show them being criticized, hated, and shunned. It can depict gays experiencing horrific suffering as the direct result of homo-hatred. Suffering of which even most bigots would be ashamed to be the cause. It can, in short, link homo-hating bigotry with all sorts of attributes the bigot would be ashamed to possess, and with social consequences he would find unpleasant and scary. Our effect is achieved without reference to facts, logic, or proof. It's not, it's not necessary that you are reasoned to believe this or not. It's just that every movie you can think of where there's a, uh, a prominent uh, gay character in the film, that whoever is against their, their gay acts is just like, you would not want to be that guy. You would not want to be this guy. The same effect, I think, happens in modern representations of Christians in films. They're all nutty. They're all weird. They're all wacko. And yet the vast majority of Christians aren't like this. And yet, um, um, except, well, Fred, a little bit. <laughs> now, yeah, Steve's not here, I'd pick on him. <laughs> now, the, that's the second goal, jamming. So the goal of jamming, it, it declares, is so that um, what, what happens is when someone sees a gay person and then they think, oh, what they do is wrong, they, they project on themselves the image of the villain of the films and media and movies and, and music that they've heard so that they feel really bad about it. And they're like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. So then they approve it, of it that they might then feel better about themselves. It's, it's, it's brainwashing. The third tactic is conversion. This is, the goal in conversion is not to just get you to accept the behavior. That was the first one, desensitize. Not, to, not jamming to stop the, the opposition of behavior, to just stop it. But rather, conversion is to get all non-gays to like gays and to directly approve of it. 
So let me quote from the book again. We mean conversion of the average American's emotions, mind, and will through a planned psychological attack in the, in the form of propaganda fed to the nation via the media. In conversion, the bigot, who holds a very negative stereotypical picture, is repeatedly exposed to literal picture label pairs in magazines. Uh, so there's a picture with label. And, and on billboards and TV of gay, explicitly labeled as such who not only do not look like his picture of a homosexual, but are carefully selected to look either like the bigots and his friends, or like any of his other stereotypes of all right guys, the kind of people he already likes and admires. And so that the goal here is to associate them with a, with a positive image so that, that, that there's then uh, an attitude of acceptance and embracing. Now, I am not saying here that there's this vast conspiracy and everyone's involved and they're all trying to brainwash you. But what I'm saying is these are proven selling tactics used by things like, you know, you associate, you know, smoking with cowboys and then more people smoke because they makes them feel like a cowboy kind of, you know, and like, yeah, well, when you smoke without the filter, man, then it's like cowboy style, you know, you're more like a cowboy, you know, that this is the kind of thing that happens. And if we just look at our lives, we go, this is really what we've seen. This is what we've seen. Whether they've done it deliberately or not or any of that, I don't even care. I'm not really into conspiracies. I feel like they're a big waste of time. But I want to observe there's something here. The vilification of non-gay uh, non approving people is consistent in our culture to the point where you feel like you have to apologize for saying that you think homosexuality, homosexual behavior is a sin. What do you think about gay people? Do you think it's a sin? Well, yeah, I think it's a sin, but now let me spend like 10 minutes backpedaling so that you don't think that I'm a bad person because now I feel like a bad person. You think I'm a bad person. And so we spend the rest of our time just trying to not feel bad when it's like if someone goes, well, how about incest? Do you think incest is a sin? Well, yes, I think incest is a sin. I don't feel like I have to qualify that, do I? You incestophobe, you bigot. It doesn't work, it doesn't work on that one, does it? It only works on homophobe. I can be accused of homophobia even if I have no ounce of homophobia in my life. That can easily be done. So um, emotions used to manipulate your, you know, if you have gay family and friends, don't you care about them? Don't you want them to have fulfilling romantic relationships? You're a jerk if you don't. You're mean if you don't. You're a bigot and a homophobe if you don't. You're this, you're that. And all I can say in response is those who say these things are bullies. They're bullies and they're irrational. And they're not hearing you. And they're not listening to the actual arguments being made, intelligent and carefully placed, out of love and compassion. Because if it really is as wrong as the scripture says, and as the, the, even the science seems to indicate, then the most loving thing I could do is try to tell someone, please don't do this. It will knock years off your life. Slogans and misleading propaganda. I heard of a pastor who told who uh, in La Mirada, I told you about this guy who changed his view because his son was gay and, and he, he just had a total conflict. And I, my heart goes out to him. I understand his conflict, but he threw the Bible under the bus, so to speak, so that he might um, have this relationship with his son. And then he tried to lead his whole church down the same path. And what he said was, as he opens up and appeals emotionally, not intellectually to people, emotionally, he says, I've had gay people sitting across me in my office and I've told them, you can never have love. You're going to live alone. And he just looks around as though his eyes are accusing the congregation of doing this. And I'm just thinking, you're a lousy pastor. 
I'm a pastor and I've sat across from gay people who I've counseled and I have never told them such horrible things. What is wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with you. He probably never even told him that stuff. But now he's able to vilify the other side. That's what this is about. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so holy now. Now I really see. Now I understand that I'm just, I'm just, it's love, guys. It's all about love. But it's the distortion of the truth. Of course, gay people can have love. One of the constant, constant confusions and things that happens in the discussion is the, the discussion is moved from a topic of are gay acts sinful to a topic of are gay people horrible why are we even asking the second question i mean in one sense all people are sinners and have fallen short but at the same time we're we have consciences and we're aware of goodness and and so there's going to be good as well and so there's a mixed bag with everybody but but they'll always move away from the act and they will never talk about the act of two men doing what two men do in a bedroom together, putting body parts inside of where like feces comes out and things like this that are, that are, that are naturally disgusting and naturally um, hurtful. But rather the discussion will move over to the acceptance of the person while they're smiling and holding hands over here. But we want to remember what this is really about. There's nothing wrong with holding hands. People, in the, guys in the Philippines hold hands all the time. It's just a cultural thing in America where like we just we're like hey bro <laughs> it's a different attitude which is whatever but but it's not about holding hands it's not about hugging it's not about sitting next to each other or enjoying each other's company or smiling it's not even about kissing guys platonically kiss in other countries to greet or say hello say hello or goodbye it is about sexual acts that's what it's about that's what god forbids and that's what we should focus on i think well next week we're going to actually focus on that i'm going to talk about um um, a couple more of the slogans and just kind of, because this was the long involved one, but we'll talk about some of the slogans and how to how to sort of respond immediately to those things. Who are you to judge and things like that. And we'll also deal with statistics and a secular case against homosexuality. Um, the homosexual lifespan is drastically reduced. Instances of cancer, instances of depression, instances of suicide, instances of drug abuse, alcohol abuse are all sky high compared to the rest of the community. And, and the obvious thing is this behavior has drastic painful consequences for those who engage in it. And, um, and, you, and it's not rational to blame it all on bigots. Um, yeah, but we'll get into there next week. We'll talk about that and then we'll be done. And I'll move on to some other topic, which will be fantastic. <laughs> Let's pray. Um, Father, we, uh, we pray for, um, for us to have compassion and truth, Lord, just to speak uh, the truth in love in this world to understand it all, Lord, and get it. We pray that we'd be able to uh, walk as good representatives of Jesus Christ. Not the, the cultural American Jesus who um, yeah, approves of everything and loves everybody unconditionally and forgives everybody for everything and, and ends up being... Uh, like basically like that like that happy cat we see in restaurants that waves his hand at everyone and smiles instead of the lord of all creation who is the judge of all the earth who is also the one who loves us and is not willing that any should perish and so we pray we'd be a good representative of him in jesus name amen 
Thanks for thinking biblically with me today. I'm Pastor Mike Winger. Would you like the notes from this series? Go to BibleThinker.org. That's BibleThinker.org. And you can find this message and there will be a download link for the notes. And yes, it's free. In fact, all this stuff is free on that site. Uh, Next time we will deal with what I think is the most useful part of this whole series. We will handle a whole group of popular and powerful pro-gay slogans. Stuff like, who are you to judge, or you have no right to tell two consenting adults what they can and can't do in the bedroom. Uh, those, those and other common slogans that we run into. This next episode is going to help you in normal conversations. I hope and pray that this series is a huge help and blessing to you. And if it has been, please drop me a note and let me know. Let me know.